Literary Scape presents the historical, inspirational book club podcast, the first of its kind. This show is for those who love clean romance adventure stories from the 1800s. In this episode, Tiffany, Jessica, and Melissa will be discussing To Tame a Cowboy by Jody Hudlin. This is the third book in her five series, five book series. Colorado Cowboys. Brody McQuaid is a broken man and he knows it. While his body survived the war, his soul did not. Besides loving his little niece, his only sense of purpose comes from saving the wild horses that roam South Park. Ranchers in the area have taken to killing the horses, which are competing with their cattle to feed on the open grass. Savannah Marshall is a veterinarian on her family's Colorado ranch. She longs to keep her father happy following the tragic death of her older brother, including marrying a man of his choosing. But days before her wedding, she gets cold feet and disappears to South Park. As she learns more about the destruction of the horses, she joins Brody in an attempt to save the wild creatures. But when Savannah's family and the resentments of the area cattlemen catch up with them both, Brody and Savannah will have to tame their fears if there's any hope to let love run free. <laughs> I loved this. I didn't think Brody's story was going to come to the end because, you know, because he went off to fight the war and, mm-hmm. and everything. So I really thought he'd be the last the last book in the series. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he's come back and they're um, working on trying to help him heal, which what did you think about that from Flynn? Remember, Flynn was um, he's the one that always takes on that protective role. Mm-hmm. So what was your reaction to how he handled Brody? You know, it's like, like he was always like right there. Like me, he would never really leave Brody alone for very long because mm-hmm. he was so concerned about like, what is he going to do? Because Brody's struggling with these really demons, you know, mm-hmm. right. These horrors from war. So thoughts on that relationship between Flynn and Brody? Flynn is the protector, I feel like. He's just trying to keep him grounded. Grounded, but you know, help him overcome. But it's you can only push somebody so far. Mm-hmm. And but I think Flynn was just still trying to maintain that could, you know, fatherly control. Role. Yes. Yeah, control and role over. Yeah. Him. And Brody didn't like it, you know. Yeah. He just well, because I think Brody felt like he's babying me, you know. Yeah. Um, and Brody's like, I'm a man, but he's a broken man uh-huh. at this point. And Flynn sees that. And that's what makes him so nervous, like trying to, I don't know. I almost want to say like, put like a cocoon around him, mm-hmm. you know, handling him very gently. Don't let him out of my sight for very long and uh-huh. um, things like that. So let's just talk about Brody real quick. What were your thoughts on him? I I felt bad. Like in the beginning, was at the end of the second book, right? Mm-hmm. I felt bad for him there when Flynn, you know, and mm-hmm. and everything. And then, like, everything he went through in the war and just trying to overcome it and not know how. Like, yeah. his idea was just fighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that's how I take care of a problem. I knock the, the other guy out mm-hmm. or take him out. Like, that's just, he had a lot of anger issues in there. And then, like, this, I won't say anything, but... I, Towards the end, you find out what happened. Like, they went to New York to, for him to recover, right? Was that New York with Lene's family? 
Yeah, right. Yeah. After and then you find out later in the book. Like, well, after they picked right, up, like Flynn and Lene went and got him from the prison, but then they went to New York for a and, while. Yeah, he healed up, physically healed up there. Then, yeah. But you find out like why Flynn does what he does when you find out later in the book what mm-hmm. what pushes him to yeah. do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about Savannah coming along and being that person that walks Brody through this healing process? What are your thoughts on her? At first, I was a little worried because she's so flighty. I felt like she was mm. just running away from her problems instead of dealing with them. So that annoyed me a little bit yeah. her at the beginning. Um, and I was worried how Flynn was worried that she was just going to take off again and mm-hmm. not really help him, but make another loss in his life. Right. Which would um, then just hurt him more. Right. I do like, though, like she talks to him about how he has to fight his demons and how you can't fight physically because that's what he's used to Mm -hmm. right he's used to just i'm gonna take someone out who's um irritating me basically but what he is battling is on the inside and she talks to him about how you have to fight demons with prayer you can't do this on your own and then Brody, again, he finally latches on to this, but it takes him a long time to realize it. But that's when you you like get to walk. I don't know. It's is- interesting how her approach, because, you know, she is a vet and it's almost like how she approaches a timid animal. Mm-hmm. She then approaches Brody that way. But then Brody does that same approach when he's training Mm-hmm. the horses right mm-hmm. he has a very gentle touch he doesn't rush them he doesn't um mm-hmm. like use force to train them and she talks about use that like you have to gentle a mm-hmm. horse and you're gonna have to do the same for yourself so um what did you think about remember he's trying to rescue these mustangs because these other ranchers just want to like wipe them out mm-hmm. especially this one lead mustang mm-hmm. because this wild mustang like goes around and like gets other mares free like basically the ra- steals yeah. mares horses from the other ranches and they are irritated by them so here what was it brody ivy dylan. savannah and dylan mm-hmm purposely drove that herd away because they knew that they were all gunning for them and they didn't want to see that those horses killed so they drive them away and then brody takes savannah up the mountain a little ways to have a picnic and she's sitting there watching it and she's like watching the horses and she's thinking about the horse so maybe he'd never understand what they'd done but she'd like to think he was thinking them for their efforts anyway was that the way god was with his children did he drive them through difficulties up steep mountains because he cared and was leading them to a better to better pastures even when they didn't understand what he was doing maybe he was asking them to thank him regardless so i felt like this theme of like you should expect to suffer because even Mm -hmm. christ suffered here on earth ties right back into the first book Mm-hmm. with Wyatt's struggles and what mm-hmm. Judd was talking about. My favorite thing that Savannah said to, well, I liked how she talked to him about how you're supposed to fight your demons, but she remember when she talked to him about his scars? Mm-hmm. She said, you no longer have to be condemned by your scars. God can redeem anything. Whenever you look at 
or feel your battle wounds, instead of seeing all the ways you failed, you can see the strength you've gained through the hardships and realize wounds might shape us, but they can't determine who we are. What was your reaction to that? Oh, it's okay. (laughs) That just, you know, things that you go through, they don't have to shape. I mean, they don't define you. Define you. Like you can. Because I feel like he's been stuck in this perpetual, like, he can't get away from it. You know what I mean? Like this, the war and the scars from it was his life. Mm -hmm. Right. And you become so, you think that's who you are. Like he thinks that he is a wounded um, vet, vet, basically. And that's all he is. And that's all his worth is. Like his worth is just to be broken. And that's not true. Right. And I feel like they they slowly bring that out on each other. Mm-hmm. They bring out their brokenness and deal with it. Because she's broken too, right? Like mm-hmm. she, she lost her brother. And yep. And then she felt like it's her responsibility to make her parents happy mm-hmm. and to help them out. And that's why she was going to end up marrying that one guy that she didn't even, I don't think she liked it. Oh, she, right. And so... How did you feel for her? Because eventually it's like, so she's helping Brody go through this. And then, you know, this big event happens and they fall even more in love, but then they get ripped apart. Mm -hmm. Right. And she goes back home. Mm -hmm. And this is where she finally faces her parents and says, like, I, I can't, I can't do this Mm -hmm. just to ensure your happiness, Mm -hmm. like walking away. Like, how did you feel for her at that point? I felt I felt bad for her because she wanted she wanted to help her parents so bad because they have a loss too mm-hmm. and she wants to make them happy and try to help them and even willing to sacrifice her own happiness yeah but then she comes to realize I I can't like I mean they mm-hmm. have to figure it out on their own yeah, yeah. she's kind of eating her own words what she was telling Brody yeah <laughs> yeah that's true I'm like oh, I gotta do what and then I think her voice in one of the scenes, what she had told Brody had come back to her. And she finally did that instead of running yeah. away. Yeah. There's one scene where Brody, let's see if I can find it here. He shows um, restraint when it comes for comes to his desire for Savannah. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah. So... I'm going to kind of like hit and miss highlights of things like Brody nuzzled his nose into her neck and she nuzzled his neck back. She was changing her tune from the barn dance when she insisted she couldn't go against her father's wishes. All she needed was a little more nudging, a little more gentle persuasion, a little more letting her feel everything growing between them. He could kiss her again. He'd felt her response in the sweet melding of their mouths. His fingers splayed across her lower back. With her weight on his outstretched legs, he had the urge to lie back and pull her down with him. But something inside warned him that if he lay beside her, he wouldn't be getting up for a while. A whole lot of kissing would lead to places that weren't meant to be visited until he made sure he had his loop around her. So he pressed a kiss to her hair and breathed her in. Whatever the case, she deserved someone to cherish her, not use her. And he proved himself more of a man by exercising self-restraint than by getting carried away. What did you think about him at that point? A lot of respect for him at that mm-hmm. point. Because yeah. it would have been very easy for them to be, you know. 
intimate. In the, intimate yeah. in the cabin. Mm-hmm. With yeah. nobody around for days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was even like that whole yeah. thing. Yeah. That's spilling too much. But. I just think like what an honorable man. Mm-hmm. And if, if I was her, that would make me fall in love with him more. Like the fact right. that he respects me enough to say, step away. And I loved it too in the in the cabin when they're stuck there and stuff how eventually when she's feeling better he's like what's he say he he goes to the door and he's like i'm a man not a saint so get your clothes on like you're gonna have to get clothes on i mean you have to read the book to understand why she doesn't have clothes on but she's never like naked in front of him so but i did like that like i'm still a man not a saint so (laughs) poor guy And then, okay, let's talk about Flora. Flora is Lene and Flynn's little girl. Mm-hmm. And what is she, like, three, two, three, somewhere in there? I love this scene where she's tucking Brody into bed because she, like, he comforts her when she has nightmares, and then she comforts him, right? Mm-hmm. So she's so sweet. She patted the mattress, mimicking what he did for her every night. And once he was stretched out, she pulled the covers up and made a production <laughs> of tucking every hem of the blanket around him snugly. Then she sat on the edge and proceeded to tell him the story in a sing-song voice that imitated the way he read to her. He had to smother his hum- humor at her antics and pretend to be serious. But by the time she offered him a sip of water, he nearly choked on it in an attempt not to laugh. Let me pat your back, Uncle Brody. It'll help get rid of the stuck water. She set the tin cup on the floor and then tapped his back with about as much force as a dandelion petal tapping against the fence post. When she finished kneeling next to his bed and saying prayers, she stood and blew kisses on his cheeks before leaving him with the solemnity of a wind- of a widow at the graveside. The minute she turned the corner, he couldn't contain his smile, only to have her peek around the door frame two seconds later. Night, Uncle Brody. Mm-hmm. Now don't you go getting out of bed. <laughs> he brushed a hand over his chin, trying to wipe away his mirth. And make sure you call me if you need anything. <laughs> I'm like, I love that. He's like, I'll do that, darling. Mm-hmm. Then Flynn's like, come on down here and leave him alone. <laughs> What was your reaction to that scene? It was so cute. It is so innocent. Yeah, like just. And it showed what a good person Brody was because she was imitating him and what she and that was. So yeah, because earlier in the book she had like woken up from a nightmare or something, and he was in there like you know soothing Mm -hmm. her and um, trying to take care of her, but. She is so adorable. I when I read that, I put a little note that said, "Like kids are such a gift from God. They can be trials, mm-hmm. <laughs> but they are a gift." And then here she goes. She goes. They're sneaking up on uh, Savannah and Brody in the barn, and she goes, "You were right, Pa." A little girl's voice chirped behind them. Uncle Brody's smooching with Vanna. <laughs> <laughs> I just love her. Oh, let's talk real quick about our villain Chandler. What did you think about him? I knew there wasn't something right about him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, how could he just be nearing her to take over the armor ranch? Or... Mm-hmm. Right. And then when he does what he does, I'm like, oh, 
yourself. Yeah. Like you even more. Like <laughs> saying all those lies and then like basically letting his goons hold Brody back so he can mm-hmm. beat him up. I was like, oh, Brody, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I gotta get your revenge. But I remember at the beginning, like, was it Flynn or was it Wyatt yeah. said she's she's his woman? He's not gonna take kindly to you taking his yeah. woman. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, but he she was never his, his yeah in the first place. But it's a wonderful love story. And it's a one that like they if they were both kind of codependent on each other to help walk through these trials, but then they both realized like I gotta go take care of my own mess before we can even have a future together. So I really liked that about the story. So how would you rate the romance level in this book? I feel like there was a little more in this one. I went with latte. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. there's yeah, a right. lot of scenes where it's like, yeah. I mean, all clean, but I loved it. What about, how would you rate the adventure level in the book? Mocha. 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 I'd say Mocha too. Yeah, I would agree. There's not a lot of like suspenseful um, stuff in there. How would you rate the mystery level in this book? I'm going to go Espresso. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I would. Because it's just little things. It's nothing like a big, there's not like a big mystery woven throughout it. What is your overall lasso rating of To Tame a Cowboy? Three. Three. I would agree. (laughs) I'm going to go three. Hooked and hogtied, right? (laughs) Hey, everyone. If you enjoy our content, please consider following us on Rumble, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. Thank you for your support. And until next time, happy and blessed reading.